Är det gott? Tycker du om det? Mm. Tack. Varsågod. Jag köpte dig en stor öl. Mm. Välkig pivå. Stor öl. Yeah. Till dig. Stor öl. Stor öl. Stor öl. That means big beer. Nice. Big beer. Big beer. Everybody's learning exactly what big beer means in all the different languages now. I'll have a, I'll have a pint, mate. <laughs> what, what, a size of, what, what size is a pint? It's a pint. It's a, it's a unit. I, I don't, I, I'm from Europe. <laughs> I don't speak in points. So I think it's like 560 mil or something like that. Basically, you have it's a 0.5 glass. Yeah, yeah. It's a half. It goes up to the top. Yeah. That's all. Oh, it's a five glass up to the top. Actually, Wait, like it, pint glasses are a little bit bigger. I, I know this about sure. Britain. They they have this whole thing where they don't want to put a lot of foam on the beer. Like yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. a British beer. You want like just beer, no foam, yeah, yeah. and the check beer, no yeah. head. Yeah, because because exactly. it's it's gassed differently. It's tapped differently. It's kept differently. Is it really because of that, or is it some sort of like cultural no, thing is. where you just want more beer? Uh, it's that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely that. But it's like the, the beer itself is made differently. If you put foam on that, it's going to be bitter as all hell, man. It's going to be nasty. The beer itself already tastes like piss. You don't Just like the, the Brits. But anyway, welcome to the Abode of Lollocks podcast, where every week a bunch of experts, myself, Ryan Fraser, get together experts. and <laughs> talk about whatever comes to mind. This week, the topic I've decided. Mm, what have you decided? What does God look like? Mm, fun. He looks like this. He has tiny owls. Tiny owls. Tiny owls? I can move closer to the camera, maybe. Tiny, tiny owls. Can you see that? I got this gifted to me yesterday. It's tiny little owls. <laughs> this is a party shirt. It requires people to come very close to you before you can like say that this That is shirt is definitely a hoot. You don't get it, do you? Right? <laughs> I got it! Owls, they hoot, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got it. Oh, Ryan, you're so funny. I don't know if you were serious or if you were acting there. Who can tell? Well, that's that's that's, that's, that's yeah. you being a good actor. Mm, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. This is God for some people. There's a lot of owls in some owls? religions. Yeah, yeah that's there's, true. There's that's animalistic true. religions and stuff. Yeah. But this is a super big topic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the point. So, like... <laughs> there's there's a few different versions of this, obviously depending on your religion, depending on your faith, depending on where you grew up as well. So depending on who you'd ask, God could be a very, very tall dude with a big white beard, long like white Santa hair. Claus. Yeah, it's Santa Claus. Like a Santa kind of figure. Santa Claus in, you know, a, toga. in, the, in a toga. In a toga, yeah. Yeah, with sandals. You know the Simpsons version? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He never showed his face in Simpsons. No, they just show yeah, his sandals exactly. and his robe. And yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. like, a light on his face. That's so funny. Why would he wear sandals? Why wouldn't he be barefoot? he's Greek. Yeah, that is all, that does seem like that is the that that is the the kind of um, inspiration they took to put him in like you know those white robes. Yeah, like every but, time I look at God in these kind of like animated shows, images, it's always someone that reminds it's me. It's always like, a white dude too, but it's also white, or... always a white dude and stuff. Ah, you know, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. like it's very yeah, yeah, colored yeah. of of Western Christianity. But of course, then you know, there's God in, in every different, you know, every different religion, you could argue has their own version of yeah. what God is and what exactly. God means. But that's what we're going from. So I have a quote here 
from Psalms. In fact, I, I did a He's, quick Google mm-hmm. search before we went on air. He's what so does good. God look like, mm-hmm. right? And anyone can do this at home, play along at home. But what does God look like? The first related results that you get, Elon Musk. Well, dude, he's not, he's, 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 I'm not saying he's not trying in some way. Like, I don't think, I think Elon Musk is very interesting because I, you know, on a certain level, I really like Elon Musk. He's, you know, brash, does his thing, and he's very intelligent, very smart, and like, he's a bona fide genius in his own way. But he also seems to have a very weird sense of where he fits into humanity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, he has a good complex bigger than me. Yeah, but I don't think he sees it that way. He said he's just feeling like I'm doing me. I'm just doing these things. I've made it very successful. I'm doing I'm more improving things. humanity. I'm improving humanity. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people want to. I mean, to improve humanity. So yeah. that's not necessarily very strange. It's just that he has a lot of means and a lot of outreach, and yet he doesn't seem to want to realize that all of that outreach that he has carries, you know, responsibility. It's because conviction always leads to some kind of stubbornness. Like, if you believe in something... I think not, he's just a savant-ish. You know, he doesn't see it that way. I genuinely yeah, yeah. don't think he sees That's it that it, way. That's it, but it's, it's for the world to judge people, like, in this, of course. In this position, right? It's just we don't have a lot of power to influence Elon Musk. He's a private, you know, private business owner... Who, who who has so much wealth that he can do basically what he wants. So it's like we can't really affect him a lot. It's like a lot like feudalism, honestly, you know? Feudalism? Yeah, in that you have these rich barons who are like rich counts and, and whatever who can go straight to the king. In this the case, you know, the aristocracy. Yeah, they go straight to the king. They have like back doors to everywhere. They go straight to the king, speak with the king, say what they want and stuff. And the king needs their support. So the king can't be too much of a dick to them either. You know, but it's it, that's what it feels like to me. Like the wealth disparity has gotten so big in the world that it does feel like we've gotten back to a I mean, modern version <coughs> of feudalism. In, yeah, but at the I same time, like these barons and stuff don't actually rule over people. Apart but they from rule their about, company. Yeah, but their and companies. Like, yeah, but their companies employ what two hundred thousand people. So yeah, but that doesn't mean that they control every bit of their lives. I know, of course, no, with, corporate wor- with corporate worlds, sometimes it can. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you do get, like, it bleed into your everyday life in certain positions where you have to be on the phone all hours of the day just to answer to get that whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, and that's this, also this the voters of... and the vote, the general voting public in a democracy have power to, you know, vote for certain, like, you know, put people in place who, exactly, who they, yeah. they legislate. And even so. within these companies that we're talking about, like... Yeah, so. you know, that's true, that's true. I just think that there's so much, especially in the tech sector, I think there's so many things that have yet to be regulated. Oh, so, yeah. So for now, <laughs> it's kind of a free-for-all with all these big tech companies. Invent they can basically... What you want. Yeah, do what you want. And then, like, and like try things out in a way before, you know, the 10 years it takes for legislation to catch up to your, like, you know, mm-hmm. questionable practices. But that's what's happened for all of humanity. It's just been in longer increments, you know? How, how do you mean? So, I mean, if we look at places like Latin America where for decades they've had... A rotating cast of dictators and people that sure. weren't voted into power. Sure, know? sure. And in places like this, man, these people are like gods to some people. They are idolized in a different way, you know? And that... That's a populism that's, thing, though. That small population, that small yeah. group is so vocal, so passionate, so filled with conviction that 
nobody else this stands is a discussion a this is just a discussion about the power of social media and, yeah. the, and the internet and stuff and yeah. that is i think a different discussion sure. but i i completely agree i think yeah. that nowadays the reason why we're seeing such a resurgence and such a such a um a strong and concerted resurgence all all over the western world is simply because populism is of course always popular you know like you speak to the normal people don't uh, don't have the energy the capacity or the will to like be into all this all the issues no. or whatever they don't they, they don't want to get into how something so, snowballs into something else so you find the one minority. so you find the one person no no you, group, you no 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 you find those people are way more attracted to people to people who are more like them who don't overcomplicate yeah, things yeah. who say things in their mind straight as it is and just you know say these populistic populist messages and stuff and it's very very easy for those people on the internet now to reach a huge group of people and to make because of the echo chambers and stuff to to stop those people from getting information from anywhere else so it's just way easier to not get counter arguments through to those people so that's why i think populism now is so big and that's the same with trump or bolsonaro or the other people who are populists yeah. and who are those mini gods yeah, nowadays yeah, that's it Going on from yeah. this, just a slight diversion. Not sure. What Do we haven't God even touched upon like? God, really. <laughs> funny. But what does he act he, like? Why, mm, what he. do they act like? But why did you say he, though? Because this Again, because awesome. we were talking about this old yeah. white dude. That God, that God yeah. is still in my head because it was the first one we spoke about. Yeah, and obviously, true. like because media's influenced me that way. I, me personally, because... I don't believe in God. My, my father very much does. His mother does. And yeah. God has been in my, my family, family. My family also. My, my German family, they're Catholics and they're quite devout. Like, yeah. they're very, very nice Catholics. You know, the mm. best kind of Catholics. But... Still devout, so it, it takes it. up a big part of their life. And that's it. You always get information about that faith or the the customs in that faith, mm. even if you're not willing or necessarily wanting to get it. You still absorb those kind of things into your ecosystem, I guess. You know, and I live with my my great uncle, my mm. uncle Ken. Hope he's all right. He's had a recent health scare, but he's doing well. He's a eighty something year old man who still cooks and cleans for his neighbors. He works a job. He he has been every morning waking up at 7 a.m. saying his prayers. And once I heard one of his I, prayers, and yeah, this is, okay, this is me, something that's kind of like, it's almost taboo. Like, do you listen to someone's prayers when they're saying a prayer before bed or after bed? Do you, do you know what I mean? Is that... Yeah, of course. I would, say, I, would say, I would say, listen, like doing, if you are a devout person, I think that... There's so much to say about this, but but mm -hmm. I think that if you are a devout devout person, God and spirituality take up a significant part of your identity and and your private sphere. I it's think cushion. Yeah, it is. It for sure, for sure. But I think that for those people, it is very private. There, there. It's basically meditation. You know, if you're like an atheist or whatever, people tell you to do meditation and stuff, and it's basically yeah. the same practice. You just sit down, you think through what you want to say, what you want to be thankful for, what you wish, what, you know, you clarify your thoughts and distill it into words. So you say it out loud to make it more real and more, more, you know, tangible. Yeah. So I think that that is for sure a private matter. I think if somebody is praying, unless it's a, it's a whole so, communal praying thing. This, this wasn't necessarily me intruding on his prayer right, or anything right. like this. It was like, 
I went downstairs and there was a problem with the washing machine or something mm -hmm. like this. We were living together at the time. And uh, I, I went upstairs to his room. It was mm -hmm. early still. Mm -hmm. And he was in the middle of saying his prayers. Right. And I just heard it as I was coming through. And all I heard was, I hope that you bless my family, keep them well, keep them safe. I love you. Thank you for everything that I have. Yeah. I'm that's, that's the you most... know, it was the most kind and thoughtful thing yep. that I've ever seen yep. a person do is take five minutes out of their day to just say out loud to whoever might be listening. Yeah, for sure. Please take care of those people. I, love. I think that I think that most religions for sure and spirituality in general is extremely beneficial. I must say, I think it's very, so, very, that's why I said it's a cushion. It, it covers up all the exposed parts and kind of keeps you warm. It's a blanket of sorts religion. For sure. You know, I mean, it's something that keeps you warm when you don't have necessarily contact with people or maybe you are missing your family, things like this. It is something that can always It's something that, that feels because the human brain is is very nifty. Like the human brain can 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 is very imaginative. And you can like if you just try for yourself, you can like imagine a lot of like scary scenarios if you try hard enough. And they will feel very scary in the moment. Or like you can imagine like very happy moments. You can almost cry from joy just by thinking of that. So you that you in your own mind like create this connection with somebody else through this this bigger meaning or bigger entity or whatever is yeah. still extremely meaningful both to yourself like it is meaningful for yourself for sure but it's also meaningful i mean it's meaningful for yourself and then the added benefit is that if there are other people feeling the same thing, that's a connection. Yeah. It's a connecting yeah. experience. So, so church is a community. It like is. Going to church yeah. is the act of partaking in community. I just want to say yeah. something before I forget yeah. it. So w before I had like an aha moment where you were aha. saying that, that he was praying, that your, your uncle was praying yeah. and stuff. So what I remember as a kid is that I would, uh, you know, sometimes you lose things. Like, you, you, you know, I was talking about uh, building a bunch of Legos and this is one of my clearest memories. So I was building Legos, but you lose a piece. Yeah. Like you're like, fudge, yeah. fuck, I need this one piece. And where is it? So I was looking everywhere in my room. And this has happened like five or six times. So I look everywhere in the room. I just cannot find, you know, look on the table, look under the bed, look everywhere. And then I was just despairing. So I legitimately was like, I'm just going to say a prayer. So I went and said a prayer, you know, I was just like, please, please, dear Lord, I really, really need your help right now. Like, I'm not a devout person. I really need your help right now. Please, like, take pity on me, basically. And like, help me find this thing, please. And thank you. Like, please, please, please. And then I just go and look under the one thing I haven't looked under. Like, I, I like flip over the rug or something and it's there. And this has happened like not once, like at least five times this happened that I just say a prayer turn over the first thing that comes to my mind and there it is. Which is, which is more, I think, like if I'm going to be real about it, it's more about feeling the confidence to like try something new. You calming know? your brain to let your subconscious do it. Exactly, exactly. Yes. But it is real. Like the of act course. of doing that probably helped me find it. Yeah. You know what and I'm saying? It. So it that works. is... So it, it's so always it worked. Work. It's it worked work. for the whole of humanity. Yeah. You know, in some way... Uh, faith, religion, it's always worked. Having something to follow, having something to believe in. I think always because humans so are like storytellers, you know? Humans need a bigger... They need a bigger... Something bigger than them. Yeah, the Superman theory. Yeah, something called... This? No, no, I'm, I think I've... I, it jogs, I think it jogs we might have spoken about it on an episode before, but the Superman theory mm. is that um, the only reason that humans can make something like Superman is because... 
of all the things that we can't do. And that is an argument for why uh, in philosophy it's an argument against the existence of God. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, because some like and the watchmaker's theory and the theory of evil all ties in together here. But um, the Superman theory is that humans are always looking for what they lack, and sure. they create these things based on that. We don't have laser laser vision. We can't fly. We're not omniscient. We're not omnipotent. We we can't be everywhere at all times. We can't. But bless that our is. But, but you we must. But you must. But you must admit though that that is only part of what humans do. Like that is one part of it. We also, you know, write. I don't know. Te we we tell horror stories and yeah. shit like that. You know about kids getting raped and murdered in the woods and and stuff. You know, so that's also part of our like human understanding and mythology making and stuff like mm -hmm. that as well. So there's there's like different parts to this. But that's it. Like we're, we're talking like about <clears throat> the invention of religion and the theory of God in this instance with the Superman theory. That's what I was talking about. It's it's philosophy. It's not science. You no, you're right. I mean? You mean I can't speculate. Of okay, let's ponder ponder a, a tribe of of humans on the. On the savanna, right? The sun is their god. Or the stars and shit like that. Yeah, but let's, but let's, but anyway, way. let's ponder, okay? So they're walking around. They, they figured out um, through rudimentary communication and, and, you know, passing down information that you can use rocks to, like, make tools and stuff. Yeah. And they're well yeah. underway of, you know, making this into a cool thing. You know, they're, like, fine-tuning how, which rock is the best rock and they're passing on all this discovering information. Stuff. They're discovering all these things and whatever, right? And, uh, you know, one of the earliest things that humans did is, like, burial rituals and stuff like that. So, like, for human beings, we're pack animals, right? Like, we've always lived in a pack and the whole pack is very, very... That's why we're so happy with dogs because we, like, vibe so well with dogs. Mm -hmm. They're also pack animals. So, we have this whole group. We've always, like, taken care of our old people. You know, when the old people can't walk, we carry them with us and stuff like that. That's human beings have always done that. And then when somebody dies, one of the oldest things we've done is, like, either burn them or, or uh, like, bury them and stuff. And elephants do this as well. They mourn their dead. Like, elephants all also have this. So, I would... I would say that one of the first reasons why we started making stories and stuff is to remember our ancestors who taught us all the things we we know today right about to how remember them to remember them exactly to remember to do chronicles and, and stuff like that so i think and to teach kids about mistakes of the past so that mm. they don't repeat them yeah like that one guy that fucked the monkey or whatever exactly you and you make I mean? a like, story about that you make yeah. a story about the man who went to the river and then a monkey came up and spoke to him right and then they yeah. had this interaction and shit like that you know so you make these legends based on that so i think that is kind of like the first step of this whole process and then maybe you look at the sky and somebody who looks at the sky every night notices some patterns in the sky Right? And they just go they like this. Ah, somebody has yeah, to have made that. Exactly. Or like maybe that's one of our dead up there and uh -huh. stuff like that. Right? So then you connect it to the skies. And then you start making a whole like idea about all the dead people are in the sky. They're up there. They have a kingdom up in the sky. And that, that whole thing turns into like, you know, a pantheon of its own. Mm -hmm. And then you just build on and on about that. And you use these... You use these... Uh, these uh, abstract kind of ideas to as like you said as a cushion but also to like just to explain things that you have no way no of way understanding of yeah you just cannot yeah, understand why exactly 
Why so, do, yeah, yeah, sure. Did, going back to mm -hmm. what does God look like, and the Psalm 113.4.6 <coughs> describes God as enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. Obviously, this is the Christian Bible. Um, and another one from uh, John 4.24. And so his appearance is not like anything we can describe. You cannot see my face, etc. That's what they do in Simpsons, too. So, <coughs> this is where the ideas of uh, God came from in like my world, in terms of my... My Catholic family mm -hmm. and my Protestant English family that weren't religious at all, but taught me a little bit about their faith. What's your experience of, in Swedish Catholicism? In Sweden, there's no, not many Catholics. No? Sweden is a Protestant country, but we're yeah. also a very uh, generally atheist slash agnostic country. Okay. So, like, here in Czech Republic and Sweden are very similar in that way. It's like 70 something percent say that they're not like affiliated with any religion basically okay. so it's quite a lot i don't i'm not sure of exactly but about the stats but a big big what does god percentage. look like well for us it would be the same thing of course right yeah. it would be a white man with a long beard basically and stuff but that's christianity right mm. so that it's yeah. not that's that's it God is not a white man no, with a no. beard according You're under, to the Bible. You're entering to the Bible, but that is only one part of what makes our ideas. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not Christi Christianity. Chris it's Christian countries, right? And it's Christian culture. Like yeah. Chris In Christianity, only men could be priests. And it's been a yeah. very male-dominated, you know, a very male-dominated society for a long, long time. You know, with a feudal lords who could only, you know, where you inherit things if you're a man and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And the man is always the head of the family. So it's, it makes a lot of sense. If somebody would say the lord of, you know, the heaven would be, of course, a man, of yeah. course, right? It's just, like, based on the fact that that's how feudal Europe, and even, in, society, even, yeah. even like, Rome, you know, was mostly male because mm -hmm. it was, like, war-dominated and stuff, so. So I think it's just a, a fact, you know, it's an artifact from us. But also, legitimately, when they wrote the Bible, which is also interesting for people to know, when they wrote the Bible, they when they consolidated the Bible, that was at like 329, 21 or something. So 300 years after. And they took a bunch of texts from a bunch of different sources and they decided at a, at a meeting 320 years after Jesus they decided what was supposed to go into the Bible. And there's so many apocryphal texts, like texts that are Christian, but did not make it into the Bible, yeah. and therefore are heretical texts. Bonus content. Bonus content. But there's so many of those around as well. So there's a lot of alternate, alternative, like, kind of... Or expansion uh, packs. Expansion <laughs> packs to the Bible, exactly. Have you got your purchase, add on? Purchase the DLC. Purchase the season DLC, pass. That's what the season pass, for. yeah. For the season pass for next year's Bible. <laughs> exactly. Now with Exodus 25. But <laughs> anyway, all I want to say is like, even those men, because they were all men, right? At that time, I don't think they had any other idea than saying, you know, that God is basically a man. You know, just like Jesus is the son of God and stuff like, you know... It's just man skewed. Sure. So, like, if, if you take a little shift and look at other religions, right? Yeah. So, we'll t take a quick look at Islam. I don't know a lot. I know a little based I don't know. on my experience. I don't know super much Luton. either, honestly. Um, but from what I understand of Allah, mm -hmm. he's not described. It's, it's a crime to make an image of him, yeah. in fact. And that means that the only way he gets described as, is as the light. 
And that's also similar with Christian texts. Yeah, in the in the Bible and other places, mm. God is described as uh, the light because He has no darkness. Mm. He is pure, brilliant light, and so brilliant that it wouldn't melt our brains. Essentially, you know, melt our eyes if we were to look upon the face of God. He's a supernova. See, isn't this fun? He God is, is a, a black hole. No, Lucifer is a black hole. Lucifer is the one that does, that that it sucks everything and consumes and sucks everything in, and nothing escapes. And God is and the God is the explosion of light and of life. See, <laughs> that's a way to say it, like in in uh, uh, science terms. Science terms. Astronomy. Yeah. Astronomy. Yeah. But so, what about Hindu? So the Hindus have many gods. Yeah, they have a lot. They have a very fun pantheon for sure. Yeah, and very, very fun. Still to this day, they are one of the only or one of the few multi-deity big, big religions. Big religions, around. yeah, that's true. Sikhism as well is there, mm -hmm. and they have many different depictions of gods, and it's actually part of the faith and the religion yeah, to display those idols and images in your house and in but shrines I mean, it used and to be the same in worship. Greece it used to be the same in the Nordic countries we yeah. all used to have pantheons Totems, yeah we all used to have pantheons and a lot of different gods it used to be way more close to humanity like God in the Islam Judaist and you know in the what's it called Abrahamic religions is is a very intangible ideal that you cannot achieve like God in, in God these fills religions, in the blanks yeah God is exactly exactly God fills in the blanks and it's everything that you can't touch and can't be but you aspire to be yeah like that's what God is in these religions but in in most of the older religions the gods were way more down to earth like they had flaws they had a lot of power but they had flaws just yeah. like everybody else and it was a huge so. pantheon to represent different attributes and different like beneficial things and also not so desirable things yeah, yeah so they just made it way wider and way more human and way more like you know if you're in a community exactly. in a village you yeah have, you're gonna have yeah. that person and that person and that person you have gods for all of them yeah you have gods for harvest you have gods for, for a drunk people drunk you have drunk people. drunk uh, drunk people gods god. for war and shields and exactly for swords. everything you need in day-to-day -day life to, um, to to explain it and give you courage or give you inspiration in that certain area you have a deity that you can that you can give praise to or like sacrifice to to get you know to get you going on that path. So what if God didn't have a face? Dude, I think like God would be so freaky. To me, God is like you can you can meld like Christianity Christiania Christianity Christianity, <laughs> Christianity. but you can <laughs> meld I think a lot of these very intangible kind of ideas of God that these Abrahamic religions have with just pure like fascination about the big bang and like who caused the big bang and you know mm -hmm. who put the whole thing in motion and what the watchmaker exactly watch. exactly exactly yeah. so you can put a lot of of you can like meld those two quite successfully I, if you if you just please agree to like not take the bible literally or even that seriously like you know the bible was written purely by facts in a way different time and by way different people or like the same kind of people, but way different, you know. Well, that's it. It's a combination of minds and stories. And stories are stories. And they're very valuable. Stories are very... If you read the first... Um, they always teach us stuff. 
the Old Testament is fun reading because the yeah. stories are great. Like the stories yeah. are, and even like the Bible with Jesus is great too. It teaches you a lot about being nice and a lot, and obviously it has like artifacts of, of really shitty things that we have decided is not cool to do to other people, but which was kosher back then, you know, mm. which was like the, 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 the way, the way, the way. Yeah. you know. But that's it. Like humanity's grown with faith and there is definitely room for faith to grow. For sure. In the sense of the organizations that run them. I think the Catholic Church is doing quite is, a good job, honestly. They're trying to keep up with the times. Try. I think. Yeah, they're trying. Uh, there's, there's always an attempt, but yeah. it's the intention. You know, that's always been my I, personal, I my personal fear when it comes to choosing one and believing in it you know what yeah, I mean? yeah it's always like because it is sects like no matter what else you want to call it it's just a huge sect like it's just a very popular like a very popular and and uh, accepted sect but it is a sect like you subscribe to certain like you go to a room with other people who believe in the same thing you do like rituals together you get consecrated into this you know you listen to the people to the learned who teach you things about this subject that quite honestly has very little to do with your normal day-to-day -day life unless you make it so right mm -hmm. so it is a sect that you join and you you subscribe to the ideals and the practices of the sect to whatever degree you want to but you still do that it, the only difference is that these sects are huge massive massive sects and um i mean that's okay not all sects are necessarily bad you know there can be you can join a fucking yoga sect and like yeah, they will yeah. teach you all the yoga bullshit or like astrology <laughs> and shit like that and you can join that scientology you can do that and it, it doesn't Jedi. have to be yeah it doesn't have to be bad you know it can be very personally um, rewarding yeah, and beneficial. Yeah. It can actually help you. It. it can. Like you said, it's it's about filling your life up with something bigger than you. Yeah, and that can be very yeah. important. And that's that's very rewarding if you can if you can believe, if you do have the faith. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I think for me as uh, an atheist, mm -hmm. I would say that if God did exist right. for me in my world mm -hmm. where I met God. Mm -hmm. God is, in my eyes, something much bigger than me, something mm -hmm. stronger, more powerful. So he's powerful. like, what, 35 feet tall? God, in my eyes, is the earth that we walk. So it's the Gaia. Planet. It's Gaia. Gaia. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Gaia. This, mm -hmm. this Earth it's, Mother. It's not exactly a theory or an idea that I completely subscribe to. Right. But it's something that if... If I were to meet my end and tomorrow I was dead and greeted by a voice from the beyond, <laughs> right? It would be Mother Earth talking to me. And How, like, what would hey. she sound like? Can you make it? Uh, for me, I've only Hello, got like Final Ryan. Fantasy, Final <laughs> Fantasy, like Gaia, and it's like a. We have Daikiris at the bar. <laughs> Three free ones, then you do labor. No, it'd be like, here, the ocean is Jack Daniels. <laughs> yes. This is for you, this is your heaven. And then you go in there, and this was a test, you go to yeah, hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this was a test, you're gonna live in the core. <laughs> that sucks. That's hell. That is hell right there. Literally. It breaks you down into your iron atoms and just punches you into the center of the earth. Literally. But you're still conscious. But you're still conscious. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so sad. Being a bunch of fucking comp compressed. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> 
compressed, compressed sack atoms. of atoms. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> so that's my me and my goal. I think if I was the if I was the like I said, it's very easy to... I've, I've flirted with the idea of becoming Catholic when I was younger and stuff because my family is Catholic and it's helped me too when I've been lost and stuff. And uh, so when you grow up with these things, there's always a way that they find a way to benefit your life yeah. even if you didn't mean for it. And I love going to churches sometimes. Like in, in, in West Germany, where my family is, it, they're, they're quite liberal and stuff. So if I go to West Germany and go to a Catholic sermon, they're going to say some some nice things from the Bible. They're not going to pick the, the, the stupid stuff that some fundamentalist branches might use. They're going to say some generic, pretty nice, common day things and ask you to think about certain things. And then they're going to bring up some topic, like a refugee crisis or a war or something. They're going to ask you to pray for that and to like, and to ask you to think about how that cannot happen and how you have to be nice to each other, which is like very, very nice. And it's a very communal thing. Everybody's there. It's, you know, 150 people. Everybody's listening to this. Everybody shakes each other's hand. They go and do this thing together. You feel a great sense of community and calm because everybody's calm and nice and happy and supportive and genuinely peaceful and nice. Like they are. It's not like, it's not, you know, a fundamentalist preacher telling you to go, you know, strangle homosexuals or whatever. Like it is a very, very... It's a very uplifting experience. So, and I've been to a bunch of different churches. So, and I've always enjoyed the sermons, just sitting at the back benches and listening to somebody talking, you know, how about how you can be a better person, basically. I think that's very, very sweet. So, one of my first gigs was yeah. actually at an evangelist church in Luton Town. Evangelist? Is evangelist. that slightly more hardcore? Or? No, it's more towards, like, the baptism side, mm -hmm. the Baptist side, you know, there's... Basically, the, the, the evangelist church I went to was a glorified power choir. Power choir? Right. So they were just singers, basically. Essentially, <laughs> everyone in the freaking audience I love audience that, too. They singer. had singer, singing and, and music in there. I yeah, love that, too. It was, it was all, all of the wonderful, beautiful big mamas from Marsh Farm <laughs> would come okay. down and they'd have their traditional African outfits on. Oh, they yes. Glorious now in them. that is like a whole orange thing, yeah. and blue mm -hmm. and purple everywhere. Like these massive colors. And then they're, and all together, their jewelry. Yeah. And then they just come to church and they're like, praise! I'm having such praise a good time! Yes. Yeah, you know? And I, I praise the Lord high! Praise the Lord high! You know? And then you, I, I sat in the crowd for about 20 minutes during... Uh, like not a sermon, but a speech from one of the pastors there mm -hmm. uh, before I went up to perform my set. Right. You know, and it was like the introduction to a community center day, things like this. And he was right. like, I want to start off with a little song. And then everyone in the crowd was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, I know. I want the song to be for Jesus. Mm -hmm. oh, I want it to be for you. Mm -hmm. And we're going to praise, praise, like the whole audience. As soon as it says praise, like it's just there. And then they just start playing something and they get into it. No, that I like. That it's, is groovy it's church. beautiful, man. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. And that's the community that I found in in uh, churches. Yeah, in Germany, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. They're quite mm -hmm. serious. They're serious. Mm -hmm. You sing the classic psalm songs, you know, everybody gets their Bible and they sing along yeah. with the psalms and stuff. It's very dignified and, and uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Polite. No, I like the rowdy, rowdy church is fun. Rowdy church is I'm going to go get a beer from the... Uh, hold on, we're almost finished. Oh, so why don't we wrap this up? We, we almost got to what does God look like, but now... I have to draw it. Yes, Siggy. Give it to me. 
you are going to have to draw. What does God look like when he's hungover? All right, so this is, this is a little test for Siggy, uh, and I'm going to wrap up the episode now for everybody. Thank you once again for listening to the Abode of Lollocks, if you are listening. If we're talking to the ether, then whatever, man. Uh, hopefully the ether gives us a like, gives us a subscribe, and gives us a little review on Apple Podcasts, because that really helps us to get the word out. We want to be talking more Lollocks to more people and with more people. So if you want to get involved with the Abode of Lollocks podcast, give us a little email at the Abode... Uh, abodeoflollocks at gmail.com I'll get it right one day or you can just send us a message um, we're going to get a Facebook page up soon just search Abode of Lollocks find us anywhere you want and uh, yeah let's see what city no got. I'm not done yet ready okay. you need some more time alright thank you again <laughs> for joining I guess <laughs> um, I don't know when this is going to be released either this could be released after Christmas before Christmas it could be on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas if it is. If not, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Eid, Uden Babarak, whatever. Um, enjoy your life <laughs> and come talk bollocks with us. Okay, Are I you see, ready, boy? I, I'm ready. I'm just going to finish one sound. Oh, wow. This looks incredible. I am okay. so proud of you, bro. Okay, so God, <laughs> okay. God with oh, a hangover is this. Okay, I'm gonna explain this. So he's got he's got it a little. Like he's, I feel like he's. Hold mid- on, let me see what yeah. say what I see first, and then we'll yeah. say, say what you've actually mm-hmm. got there. So, I see an angry toadstool with nunchucks stuck in his head right. and flip flops, with his nipples out, probably with like some Florida tan on him. <laughs> you I see that? I didn't, I didn't do the Florida tan, but I like it. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking like this. It's like okay. he can wrestle a game. He's got he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a belly because I feel like the universe is now kind of middle aged maybe. So I feel like <laughs> he's getting he's getting a bit middle aged there. He's, he can't really keep that. He's obviously shirtless because who does he talk to? Nobody. Nobody can see him. Yeah. He doesn't have he doesn't have a mouth because you can't see his face, but he has got eyes with no pupils. Because he's omni- omniscient. He sees yeah, he sees everything. You can't see where he's looking. He's crying because it's, he, he's very upset about what we're doing to humanity, but also he's hungover. He's angry also because he's hungover. He's got tentacles because I thought of tentacles. <laughs> yeah, this is tentacles, but it's like a Cthulhu idea. I thought that, you know, if he made... Maybe... My dad's going to pray for you, man. <laughs> maybe squids... Maybe, you know, we don't know. There might be a planet where squids are the most sentient race, and they also pray to him. True. So... Squid God. Squid God. He has... I think that's what I was trying to say there. And then also he has all these rays coming out of him. So we can't see him, but we see him anyway. He is a blinding light. Exactly. Perfect. That's and he's got sandals. Sandals because he needs sandals. sandals. Always sandals. God needs sandals. Yes. All right. Shall I do it? Excellent. Here we go. Perfect. This has Cheers. been a lovely discussion. This was uh, about a Lollix. I would like to say uh, one word to you guys. Balls. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.